time to be doing that bullshit. bullshit. All right, let's get it. Welcome back, everybody. This is BS with Brian Simpson, episode 29. We, we're, we're, we're making it. Um, 30 weeks strong with, with Rob and myself. Rob, I never really, I don't usually do this, um, but I'm, I'm, there's, there's some strong opinions in the comments under the video of the last uh, episode. Uh, well, you know that I you know that I don't read comments. Oh, I, mean, I read I I well the thing is I don't I don't usually what I, what I try to do is I try to give it like the first 24 hours. Mm-hmm, but the but the the YouTube uh, I think it's called the YouTube Studio app, it will keep that notification up there until you clear them. So you either have to delete them, like them or block them. You you can't right. you can't just be like I saw them and it goes away. They just stay there and clog <laughs> right. up clog up the list, right? So yeah, I yeah. I end up reading a lot of the comments for because I'm obsessed with having no notifications. Um, <clears throat> but the but this person says, are you at, are you at inbox zero by any chance? Are you yes. the kind of person that keeps your inbox at zero? Yeah, I need that. I I have twenty seven thousand unread and, emails I, in my yeah. I mean. It gets out of control, and then I have to then I have to like take a day and be like, I gotta clear all of this. And I and I'm sure I've deleted some stuff I probably need. Um, but uh, Blitzwave says Gina Carano is a great example of cancellation based on political views. I don't know who that is. Gina Carano is a former uh, MMA fighter turned actress. Um, she was in. Was it called Razor Wire or Haywire or something like that? That was kind of her big, big break a long time ago. And then she was in The Mandalorian and she got snipped from that. For what? Um, She's like a, Twitter, conserv- like a Trump supporter or something? Well, it was some it was some Twitter shit. I'm not sure what the Twitter beef was. Let's see. Twitter, Gina. Well, what does this person say? about just that she is no they said they just said gina carano uh johnny depp was canceled until the trial and justice team like was near canceled for making a breakup song about britney spears taylor swift has entered the chat um i guess yeah i mean you, you make gave some good examples uh sean joseph says so peeps been asserting that gary coleman and bushwick bill wasn't black hobbits okay yeah it's not funny um i guess that's, that's pretty funny i don't know Kevin Cruz says, I don't care what they say. Even speech that you don't like is protected by free speech. Uh, and that argument about consequences for your actions is like saying that if you don't want to get shot by a Muslim, you shouldn't have drawn a character of Muhammad. The, that consequences is disproportional to the action. It's not only deplatforming a person. I've seen people lose their jobs, livelihood, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, but this is we're just arguing in circles. I see that. Uh, the next person says, I love you, Brian, but Rob's take on cancel culture is 100% on point. Cancel culture is just shitty people not getting supported. Colin was not a shitty person, so he wouldn't have gotten canceled. Um, well, that's... I, I, I that guess, might be overly simplistic in the other direction. Right. Well, the thing is, my argument is is that... My argument is that we... We are willing to give away the power of cancellation under the false assumption that that power will only be used against the bad people. And that's literally never happened in the history of humankind. Power is always given up for the worst thing, right? It's like, you know, usually it's the children. They say we're protecting the children. You know, that's why you can't say certain shit on TV or we're, we're just we're only going after terrorists up. We're spying on everybody. You know, it's that it's like you're, we're more than willing to, to we're all for it until it happened to somebody that we didn't that, that we don't think should be canceled. You know, and then mm-hmm. it's yeah. then Yeah. Because because people are quick. You know, every time this happens, people go, well, Twitter's a Twitter's a private company that can do whatever they want and read the terms of service and all this other shit. And then as soon as Bernie Sanders gets banned in the middle of an election. <laughs> Then people are like, wait a minute, they are, they unduly affected. Because here's here's the other thing, too. I often hear the, the thing about, um, well, you know, freedom of speech is, is against the government, blah, blah, blah. Right? But the same, the same people that say that, I mean, obviously we know that all the amendments apply to the government and not private businesses. 
But the same people that say that would totally agree that we live in an oligarchy. Mm -hmm. There's not, in effect, there is no separation between the government and the richest corporations. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sure, the Second Amendment is put into place so that a politician can't silence you. But that same politician can go, hey, CEO of Twitter, I don't like what this fucking person is saying. It's just the end of rant. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just want you to be intellectually consistent. I'm sure. I'm against any entity having the kind of the, the the power that can silence someone, just just willy nilly, because I don't want it to happen to me, and everyone that's mm-hmm. for it thinks that it it can never happen to them or someone that's a quote unquote good. I mean that's what you're saying here. George Carlin was a good guy, so it wouldn't have happened to good guys. It's like what the fuck does that even mean? How do you know George George I mean I don't know how old you are sir but George Carlin was not a good guy to everybody. <laughs> There's a lot of people that wanted him to shut the fuck up. It's a lot of people that if they had the power they would have they would have stopped him from talking. You know what I mean? So I you know I don't know you know and, and like I said it's it, the the arguments against what I'm saying always involve the worst possible people or the worst possible outcome. You know, oh, so yeah. you're for some terrorists being able to put a bomb recipe on. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> but if but if that's the price for me being able to say whatever I want, then sure, let it be. That's that's how I feel. Well, let me you know? let me bring up a couple of things that what you just said there, because I, I agree broadly with what you just said. But I think that there is some nuance that gets lost in it. So let's separate out a couple of different boxes here. Okay. One is uh, let's separate out moderation. Like, like literally, I mean, like internet moderation, right? Like, like on a on a on a message board or on a social media platform or something like that. There, there needs to be some level of actual moderation on these things because, like, you remember old boards when they didn't have good mods, right? They fucking sucked, and everybody le- everybody left, right? Right. So you need so so. I think that we can separate out moderation, which. You can just have moderation that removes, you know, threats against people, attempts to get people swatted, uh, doxing people online, right? Putting out their actual name and photo and location and yeah, workplace th- and stuff like things that. that. Things that lead to direct harm. Yeah. Yeah. So so we can separate out stuff and, and even, even stuff that doesn't necessarily lead to direct harm, but... Well, okay, so let's separate that first. Then let's take another category, which is things that don't uh, lead to direct or immediate harm, right? So they're not calling for somebody to be assassinated, let's say, but they are saying things that broadly create a negative experience for the people on the platform, which some of these can be beyond the pale, right? So for instance, if I show gore photos of children from like a horrible car accident, well, nobody's being actively harmed by that, but you can certainly see the vested interest that a social media platform would have for preventing that stuff from being on their platform, right? Yeah, but what, but what about if, what about if, what if we in a subreddit that's for that? Gore well, fans that, slash are gore fans. I think that I think that that you probably are going to need to have different pseudo legal regimes for different platforms based off of the way that people interact on them. So, for instance, I expect um, a, I expect a stronger sense of moderation on a platform that's open to everyone, including children or people in other countries where. Uh, the laws around free speech and what can be shown might be different. I would expect a tighter leash in moderation on that than I would on like, you know, like I'm, I'm in a ton of discords where there's plenty of shit that's in there that you wouldn't be able to show on Twitter. Yeah, but, but, you know? but that's, but that's exactly what I'm, what I'm getting at. Right. It's like, think about the example you just used, like somebody that's posting pictures of children in horrific situations or whatever. Right. But it's like, that's always the justification. 
And then what ends up happening is it be, it it gets abused to the point of ridiculousness, and ninety nine percent of the uses of that moderation are for. For example, it just happened to us. Did you know we have a copyright strike? I did know that. Yes, because the word hobbits is in the thumbnail. That's just a computer randomly deciding. Or, or Wait, is that actually what it says? I didn't read that part. No, it it doesn't. It doesn't say that's why. But I can't imagine we didn't play anybody's music or video or anything in that. There's nothing else in the episode that could that it could possibly be. Yeah, we did. We played a rapper's uh, music in that episode. What rapper? You played it on the phone. Uh, we played the FN Mecca. Oh, uh, facts. Rap song. Facts. Yeah, you're right about that. The Hobbits thing is really funny though because that's like a famous. That's a famous. Uh, um, Dungeons and Dragons thing that originally halflings were called hobbits and then they got a cease and desist from the estate of J.R.L. Tolkien and they had to change them to halflings. Oh, okay. Yeah, but but then also remember it happened to us a, a, a couple, a few weeks ago. Um, I, I think it was about, I think it was the clip about the story about the monkeys attacking people. Oh, and I, and I said, I'd fuck, I could fuck a monkey up by myself. Up, oh, flagged, uh, inciting violence, right? It's it's that. It yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. There's no one to appeal. Like, you know, to appeal your content to get back up on Instagram, you have to re- basically write a fucking book report. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to write like a two-paragraph thing about why your content isn't really offensive and why it should be restored and all this other stuff. And it's just a computer that banned your shit. You I know, think that that highlights, a, uh, that highlights a, different, a, a different issue, though, which I do think is an important issue. We have had... Uh, not on this show, but on other shows, like we just recently got a strike and um, it's completely impossible to determine why you got the strike. You can try to read the tea leaves and try to figure out, okay, they're referencing this thing. I guess it might've been this conversation, but we don't know if it was one of the ads that triggered it. We don't know if, we think it probably was one of the ads, but we're not sure which one because we had two ads on that show. So, and, and there's, there's nobody that you can talk to. You, we appealed the strike and they just said, yeah, we checked it. And, uh, and we, we still think that you deserve the strike, but they don't tell you why. So I think, I think that that is an issue where there is no, um, accountability from these platforms. It's a a copyright claim. I shouldn't say the word strike, but it also says that it's a copyright claim, but, but it doesn't take the video down. Which I guess means yeah. this person gets some of the money. They would get the money if 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 we were on uh, YouTube ads. Right. That's why I didn't monetize this shit, you fucks. You don't get to hold this over my head. Uh, but that but, might that might get a strike. Who knows what these people want? That's what that's what I'm saying. It's it's always it always starts out with well, we're just trying to protect the most vulnerable people from the worst thing. And then 99% of the power, it gets used to fuck with the rec- uh, the average person that's not doing anything wrong. You know, because here's the thing. I should be able to offend you if mm-hmm. I want to. I should be able to say something that hurts your feelings. And you should be able to avoid that if you want. Like, if, if there's something that co- that's completely unavoidable to you, uh, you know, maybe you can make the argument for that. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you can't say pussy on the radio because that's being broadcast just wherever. Mm-hmm. But but usually on the internet you have to go somewhere with with purpose. You know, you like you're not gonna end up in R slash suicide by, by mistake. You know what I mean? Or R slash how to build a bomb. But I don't think that people are really up in arms over people being canceled from Reddit. I it, generally well, when people well, no, talk about I'm talking about yeah. what, what alarm. What we were specifically talking about last week was how Andrew Tate just got disappeared from everything. That that if that that should that should at least give you pause that that could happen to somebody because the only reason you're okay with that happening is because it's someone you think is a scumbag, which presupposes that it can't happen to somebody that isn't a scumbag, which is not true. We every single time in history. We've given a, a, a big entity power to do harm or or something of this nature. They always abuse it. They always abuse it. So the, so the, to to assume that this power won't be abused at some later date, like remember how remember how scared everyone was 
when Elon was about to buy Twitter? Remember how outraged everybody was? Because before that, Twitter was, you know, Twitter had banned Trump and a few other conservative people. And people were like, well, yeah, read the terms of service. And as soon as they thought that th- that somebody that they fucking didn't agree with politically was about to own the motherfucker. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's in danger. It's a problem. And this is what I'm talking about. And it, I, it was like sweet, poetic. Maybe justice isn't the right word, but it was poetic to watch how people's people's reaction to the fact that someone else might have this power. You know, someone that might use the power the other way, now they have it. Isn't I mean he didn't buy it, but it was ultimately about to be in his hands and you would not Probably have fucking liked will. that. Well yeah, and they, well they're trying to make him buy it still, which is wild. But but that that's what I'm talking about. Is the the assumption that that only the bad guys are affected by someone having too much power is out it's insane. It's insane. I agree, I agree with you. I agree with you that it's gross that a private company has this much, or really a, an, an oligopoly of three or four companies have this much control over our contemporary culture and how much money is in your pocket and whether or not you kicked out, you kicked out of your apartment and all these different things, right? Whether you lose your job. I hate that a private company has that much control over it. I think that where I disagree with you is the model that you just verbalized, this notion that, well, there are people that – there are individuals that control these corporations. And if you get on their bad side, they will dump you from the platform. Um, I don't think that even if – even if uh, uh, Elon Musk ends up being forced to buy Twitter, that Twitter will change that much because I think that it's not about individuals at the top of these corporations. It's not about their personal beliefs or their personal politics. Are you, because, are you kidding me, Rob? You, so you're telling me you think a motherfucker that spent billions of dollars uh, to, 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 to compete with Jeff Bezos' space race is it petty enough to be like, you know what? Fuck this other famous person that doesn't like me. You know? Well, I mean, also, why take the chance? Yeah, but the thing is that that's a publicly traded company. You know? So it's like, it's, it's in the same way that like you remove Jack Dorsey from Twitter, like the company still moves on. It's, like, it's the same thing with people, people focus way too much on like Zuckerberg when it comes to Facebook Meta. And it's like, well, no, Facebook Meta operates under the principles of Facebook Meta. If 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 Zuckerberg ever got out of pocket and started doing things based off of just his own personal desires or his own personal politics, then vote a no confidence, kick the motherfucker out, put somebody else in as CEO. The board would get rid of him. Like that's the 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 power is the corporations themselves, which are not human entities and don't have any individual political uh, viewpoints except to make more money. Well, 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 that's that's a political viewpoint. M- making more money. Well, right, that's do- what I'm saying. That, doing, that's- doing what makes them more money or or rather preventing things that make them less money. They have they right. have an agenda. Yeah. So what's so what's to stop those boards from behaving in that way against against individuals that threaten their bottom line? Nothing. But that's but that's exactly what I'm saying. Like like people people talk about like YouTube like it's like oh they're like whenever you talk about cancel culture with people, it's always focused on a handful of either like quote unquote offensive comedians or something or like right wing politicians or celebrities who have been kicked off of Twitter or have been kicked off of YouTube or kicked off of Instagram or whatever the fuck. But in reality, if you go on like YouTube, the 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 content that's being suppressed generally is more left wing anyway. How so? I mean, the most popular things on YouTube are fucking Ben Shapiro and PragerU. Like, like right wing, like if, if the goals of YouTube and Twitter were to 
cleanse the earth of right-wing viewpoints, then why would the most popular outlets on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube be uh, Daily Wire and PragerU and all these other right-wing entities? They get they get orders of magnitude more viewers than any left-wing outlet that you can oh, imagine. But, but that, that's just because there, there are fewer of them. Liber, 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 liberals tend to liberals tend to eat their own more than conservatives do so that you know like the, the liberal side the left is the is way more divided than the right so if, if if someone from the right gets popular almost the entire right supports that person right that's but what why, I'm that, saying that's why is... the, because the biggest the biggest people are right wing but there's way 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 less of them you know I, I don't I think, think that's true yeah sure there is yeah what are you basing that off of? I mean, I, I don't I don't have any proof to the contrary, but I'm just I'm surprised that you would say that. Yeah, because because, you you know, you started listing conservative big voices on the conservative side and they, the list is not that long on big, big names on YouTube that are conservative. Maybe, I mean, it depends you, on which pocket you get into. I, I mean, I'm talking about if you look at if you look at. OK, what I'm getting at is if the goal of. Twitter, YouTube. I mean, let's just say Google and Facebook. That's what we're talking about. We're just talking about Google and fucking Facebook um, and the various media platforms that they own and operate. Um, if their goal was to silence right-wing voices because everybody at the top of these like Silicon Valley tech giants are nominally left-wing, they're doing a fucking shitty job at it. Because well, I, well, I'm not the saying, biggest I'm not voices are all right wing. It doesn't, but it doesn't have to be uh, their goal at the moment. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It, it, their goals change, like you said, with whatever they think is going to be the most profitable thing to them. Right. Well, the, that, but but what I'm getting at though is the people that are being canceled are not being like deplatformed and everything. They're not Gina Caranos. They're like people who are trying to start a union at an Amazon facility. You know. That's who gets silenced. Those people have been kicked off social media. Yeah, hell yeah. Are you talking about the dude? Um, the uh, I forget his name from the New York Amazon not, warehouse. Not Chris Smalls, but I'm talking about. Uh, I'm I'm talking about like. Uh, I, I don't so, have so, it in front of me right so now. So you're but saying I'm, a union organizer was deplatformed the same way Andrew Tate was? Because I didn't know that. I'm not going to say the same way Andrew Tate was because Andrew Tate is a. Andrew Tate's kind of a unique situation. Um, so he was running I don't, a pyramid scheme? Well, he was running a pyramid scheme, allegedly, and he was sex trafficking, allegedly. And apparently there was also some issues with when he was in London or something like that. I, I don't know enough about it to like really have a, have a strong opinion about it. Um, but if... It, if he was just if he was just kicked off because he said some misogynistic things then why is there so much misogyny on these platforms still you know what i mean like why aren't all these other well, people canceled well, that's why i don't get because there's a there's a difference between just someone because because the the mobs on either side don't just hate the people that say fucked up shit. They hate the ones that are popular. It's like sure, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. get on, you can get on Twitter and say something misogynistic, and like, like if not, not enough people will notice for you for 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 you to become the face of the opposition. But but if they if you're the face of the opposition, you know that's where all the attention is going is going to get directed. I mean, I don't know who I don't know who's been helped by him being not on these things i don't even know how the fuck he this dude was famous for like he, he was one of the most famous people in america or maybe in 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 the west for like four months and then he's just gone i don't know i don't know what that is i don't even it's 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 actually kind of confusing at like how he my, became my understanding um and i'm sure if there's a commenter who can clue us into exactly how this worked but um, my understanding is that he figured out a, I mean, game respect game. It was a fairly novel 
Ponzi scheme where it, he leveraged the way that social media worked and the way that the tagging system worked so that he was essentially, you know how, you know how in a pyramid scheme, you have a downline and a top line? Right. Uh, or a downflow and upflow or whatever right, the hell know, they call it. Yeah. Um, he basically figured out a way to, to capture that model, but where it was the tagging system. So he ended up having his downline were people that were taking their own time and energy to create content for him on all these social media platforms, especially like Instagram and TikTok, where um, uh, he got an army of downline posters to basically sock puppet for him because then they would get their own sock, their own downliners posting so, but, for them. So that, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, f- from all the things I've heard about this guy, that is the only thing that he for sure actually did. Everything else is, is, is accusations. I, I, I didn't, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any evidence of any of the other things he was accused of. I've only seen that used as like a justification for him being treated differently than like, you know, all the other scams and schemes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, why the fuck does Herbalife still have a, a I wish they didn't. account? <laughs> I think it's insane. I mean, I mean that's what I'm, I mean. If, if, if that's what we doing, if we out here trying to protect people from scams, I mean, you know, because social media is half of it is about deception. Why don't we get rid of some of them filters that make people look fucking 20 years younger? <laughs> if we try to protect people from deception. I don't know. Well, well, but the but, but so but so I think the answer to that question is that is that they're not really interested in getting cuz cuz these platforms are fundamentally their advertising platforms. That's the entire purpose. People talk about them like they're a public square, but they're not a public square. They're a private square where people advertise shit. So so if well, Herbalife aren't they a mix of both? Well, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously there's some sort of, there, I mean, you can't, you can't compare it one-to-one to something that existed back in 1776, because nothing like this really existed. No, no, I mean, essentially every, every, every advertising um, model involves going somewhere where people gather. People yeah. just gather now digitally. It's like, it's somewhere you know. A bunch of people are going to be. You put an ad. I mean, that's always been I mean, how how they do ads. I don't think this is any different. This isn't like a special case, right? But what I'm getting at is that a lot of times people talk about these social media platforms as if they're like a public park or a public square, and I think that that misses the true purpose of them because they're not they're not running these servers and. Uh, keeping these archives and connecting us in this way, like out of the goodness of their heart or out of any sense of civic duty, they're doing it so they can get advertising dollars. And so you look at somebody like Andrew Tate and it's like, it's probably like, he probably got, he probably got kicked off of the platforms because what he was doing was a kind of gaming the algorithm, which that's fine. I mean, everybody's got to do some sort of SEO and shit like that. Again, like game respect game, but uh, but it wasn't making them any money, and he was becoming so loud and so big that it was changing the. I I hesitate to use this term, but the culture of the platforms that he was on, you know, where. I think he was just he was creating the illusion that that's what was happening. Like he said, he he used the he used the algorithm against. And here's the other thing: the algorithm is kind of evil. You know what? You know what? You know what I noticed? I was I was tagged recently in, um, or I was uh, you know how Instagram adds the collaborator function, right? Mm -hmm. So I did a show. um, I did a a a crowd work show for Jeremiah uh, Watkins called Stand Stand Up on on the the Spot. Right, and he he pulled a clip of me arguing with this vegan lady. I mean, it was just funny. It wasn't really an argument, but it was just me making fun of her. And but that's a controversial subject, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I start getting 
four, five hundred, a thousand followers every every few days. And this video is the most viral video I've ever posted. Like more than my Netflix appearance, more than my Comedy Central appearance, more than my Joe Rogan appearance. And and I, and it's still to this day growing. And I, and I couldn't for the life of me figure out what the fuck is the difference. But I realized it's because there's people in my in the comments that are still arguing with each other. Mm-hmm. It's been up now for about two weeks, maybe three weeks, and there's a there are two or three threads that where they've literally every day been going in. Fuck you, fuck you. Here's my facts. Here's my facts. And it's the argument. It's the mm-hmm. contra that the controversy is what the algorithm. So so it's like every time someone comments on your shit, they show it to more people. Right. Right. Every time there's a back and forth, they show it to more people that haven't seen it, and. So it's it's sort of he took advantage of that. That's why he said all this crazy ass shit and would have other people share it, tag it, blah blah. I mean, he literally took over the internet. I mean, he's taking over the internet. That's a little extreme, but you know, he just got famous on purpose without a right. sex tape. But what ended up happening was so. Here's my here's my pet theory on why he actually got kicked off. I think that. His brand became so dominant so quickly, and like any video that you watch with him, it's fucking it's bullshit. It's like it's just oh, yeah, misogynistic right. I mean, horseshit. Um, it sucks, and you don't want to see it. I was on, like, if I went on Instagram, I would get fed like clips, and they would be fucking Andrew Tate, and it's like I don't fucking want to see oh, yeah, this but, shit. Oh yeah, because but it's because they know you don't want to see it. I know, but they, so want, you, they up, want they want you to be angry about it, right? But. The di- but here's the thing, Brian. I'm built different, so I just don't fucking open that app, uh, that, that app anymore. Right. But most people will be like, "What? What is he saying? Fuck him!" And go in right. the comments. Blah, 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 blah. Right. But but so what I'm what I'm getting at though is is I would guess that there was some internal data showing that hey, the way that this guy is leveraging our algorithm, leveraging our platform, he is making he's he's so i don't want to say so controversial he's so shitty he's so shitty that people are closing the app and they're not coming back and or there or there's a longer period of time before they come back to the app and we're not making any money off of this dude's ads so you think wait a minute you think that that happened on all the platforms simultaneously that they all just happened to notice at the same time that they wasn't making no money uh no but i mean i think that if you if you follow who owns all the different platforms, it's basically two companies. And so the idea that both companies would come to a similar decision at the same agreement. time. You, you try not to say agreement. Well, they collude, I, mean, may, they I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe they colluded. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it, it makes a, it makes a difference from the platform side. Like if we're passing judgment on the platform side, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm talking about it from a, I can see a very obvious way in which this was a smart business decision for them. And I think it's just always about business. I think people try to moralize about it and they try to look for some sort of consistent or coherent theory that these platforms are operating by and it's like well no the cons- the coherent theory is like whatever makes us money is what we'll do so they have to ride this line where it, if they're just kicking everybody off the app that they deem to be toxic or whatever then well right there they're going to cut out like 50% of the user base they can't make any money that way right okay. they need well, they they need to keep people just angry enough to stay engaged but not so angry that they stop loading the app right all right, well, I want to see if we still get copyright claims, so I'm going to say Hobbit, 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 Hobbit. <laughs> and I'm going to see if that's the thing. Um, we can call this Hobbit Hobbit 2. But, um, yeah, but we've been talking about this. Let's, let's move to another thing because, you sure. know, what is not, just, what is not uh, debatable is that I am um, a perfectly fair-minded modern-day philosopher, and Rob is a liberal uh, cuck that wants the terrorists to win. That's true. So the the our, our followers know when they know what's what. Um <laughs> no, the so uh let let's let me get one email in before we move to articles. I'm sorry. Uh 
Damn, this is long as shit. Oh, is this the the one about fascism? Yeah. We could do a whole episode about that guy. So so Okay, well let's let's, let's keep that one in the chamber. Yeah, let's say I'm, I'm gonna save that one. Mark as unread. Mark as unread. Yeah, let's do that. And star. Okay. Um Kevin Martin says, Thank you for answering my email on air regarding reviews of consumer technology. I've been exposed to comedy at a young age by my parents. I watched George Carlin, Richard Pryor, and Paul Mooney. I am curious to know your personal and professional opinion regarding Paul Mooney and his legacy. Thank you. Well, that's kind of a broad question. Um, I love Paul Mooney. I, I, I like uh, my mom. She, he was one of my mom's favorites. Um, You know, he told it like it is. He told his truth. Uh, maybe he was a little... You know, he rubbed some people like he wasn't everybody's tastes. Um, but but I think in the com in the comedy community, he's recognized as a as as a legend. I mean, specifically in the black comedy community, he's definitely recognized um, as a, as a legend. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I mean, that's really my only opinion about his. Like, I mean, his comedy his comedy was great. Um, I saw I got to meet him towards the end there. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm a big Paul Mooney fan. I think a lot of people got introduced to him from the Negro Domus uh, segments on the Chappelle Show. But he he been around for a long fucking time. Like you know, he started with you know he worked for Richard Pryor and all of that. Worked with Richard Pryor, I guess. Um, and one more, um, uh, Lazarus comic. Okay, um, he said, "Hey Brian, you asked, and I sent I send it, so I had a recommended a." A comic book called Lazarus, a ways back. I don't remember that. Um, that seems to be your speed. It's about future where the world is owned by 16 families of massive wealth. Each family has their own specialties, but you primarily follow the Carlisle family and their Lazarus. A 6'2 sword wielding badass gal named Forever who is able to heal and seems unkillable. The Carlisles have excelled in scientific advancements and genetic modification. Well, I'm sold right there. Science fiction, future, revenge. That's all the things I uh, enjoy the most. Um, and I do remember, so there's a comic book. It's co-created by Greg Ruckel, who's one of the best comic writers, especially when it comes to research. He also wrote The Old Guard. The Old Guard was awesome on Netflix. Um, but here's the thing. I remember you recommending this, but when I looked it up, it's like there's a shit ton of books and there's no way to buy like a box set or nothing there's no way to like it's almost like you're trying to buy like you're trying to get into um you're trying to get into like the 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 dune books or you know something like that where it's like it's a lot of scatter shot and you got to go find like a wiki to tell you you know i just can't find them like you know there'll be one thing here or one thing there but like if i just wanted to pay like a couple hundred bucks and get every single one there's no way to do that um and it it seems to also be like a a, a tabletop game, kind of like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, you know. Um, so it's a lot of it is confusing. Like I don't know, am I buying, am I buying the storybook? Am I buying the rule book for the tabletop game? I mean, it's just a lot. It's a lot going on, and I don't know why it's not all in one place. Maybe it's just too old, and you have to have collected shit. I don't know. Um, you know, you know what? Actually, actually, a better thing to compare it to would be like Warhammer. Yeah. You know, like like trying to get a comprehensive Warhammer collection, it's impossible. Yeah, where do you start? You you can't. Yeah, there's nowhere to start. So it's. I would love to get into this. It sounds great, especially if it's written by the old guard people, because that was awesome too. But um, you know, uh, I'll try. I'll try my best to to get back into it. And um. Uh, okay, so one more thing. Have this you is, have you uh, before we move on from this? Have you read uh, Meta Barons by any chance? Uh. Uh-uh. You heard of Meta Barons? It's it's kind of similar. It's a French comic. It's from Humanoids Publishing. Maybe it's Belgian, um, but uh, you'd love it. It's it's you know far far into the future, sort of a space fantasy thing, very Dune esque or whatever. But the premise is that uh, there is this lineage of Meta Barons who are these like warriors that choose somebody to become the next Meta Baron, and they have. Uh, um, a ritual, which I won't spoil here, but uh, uh, essentially what ends up happening is 
there is the the main meta baron who's the latest one like thousands and thousands of years in the future and he's so good at fighting that wars now are fought over who can bid more money to hire the meta baron to fight for them and Mm. so all of the political intrigue is about getting resources from people to just get enough money together to pay the meta baron to fight the war for you uh, okay, I like that. That's kind of like, then, and then and then the series kind of goes back in time, and you see how the Meta Baron lineage came to be, and you each one of them has their own adventures and things like that. That's kind of like what. That's kind of what like why Ender Ender from Ender's Game why he left Earth mm-hmm. to to prevent that from him mm-hmm. because he he was the ultimate one. Yeah, I like that. Okay, Meta Barons, and it's in French. You said. I mean, you can get it in English now. I mean, it's it's, it's been reprinted a few times, and it's okay. linear too, which is nice. All right, okay, all right. I got something else to obsess about. Um, Lord knows. By the way, the oh, it's by s- it's by Alejandro Jodorowsky. So that's that's. Uh, I need to mention that, or else people are going to jump on me. Oh, so there's there's multiple meta barons, or people yeah. are just going to be like, you no, forgot no, no. To I just mention. mean, I mean, it's. I just forgot to. I mean, he's like a. He's a. He's <clears throat> one of the OGs of okay. of European comics. Speaking of OG shit, you know that. So the new, the new—it's uh, not the new season, but the new episodes of Bastard are out. Yes, and now I'm—I'm I'm almost it's like I said, I haven't watched it in twenty years, but I'm pretty sure we're at a point like where Netflix is, um, where they're basically doing what they want with the story. Like it's not—it's not—it's past the point where they're with the original story. You know, at least not yeah, that yeah, I remember. Yeah. It should happen that I don't remember. You know, so but isn't the one on Netflix? So the one on Netflix that I'm watching is like new, like that started in 20, like this year. It's not yeah, the it, 1988 it, one. It is not. No, I have the 1988 one. Okay. No, yeah, this one's new. It's an HD. The story sticks to the original for maybe the first half of the first season, and then mm. they start sort of taking liberties. And now I think, or the first, because the first half of the season came out like a month or two ago. At least that's when I noticed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then and then, then these news episodes just dropped like a few days ago. And um and and now it's a bunch of shit happening that I don't remember happening. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um yeah, and you know, but it, it uh, it's entertaining to me still. But it's still yeah. I can't believe it's I can't believe it's on that. Like it definitely wouldn't play on network TV for sure. Mm. Um <clears throat> okay, let's see here. Oh yeah, so you sent me um you sent me a link of these so there's these old white uh Scottish oh. dudes or Irish dudes or are they British dudes? I think they're old, from Northern England. Yeah, so there's these old motherfuckers from Great Britain that uh a few months ago I saw a, a video of them rapping. Now keep in mind, they can they can rap. Like like their rap they raps aren't <laughs> porn, you know, it's, it was almost like impressive Cause, you know, because they're old white guys. Like, they don't, it almost looked like they were doing it as a joke. But then you see another one and another one and another one. And it's like, it's a rap group. It's a, it's like a, I, I, I'm guessing they're all over, they're all over 60 easily. And they, but, they, but they're a, they're a, they are a serious rap group. And the music they're making isn't that bad. Because when I first saw it, I was like, this has to be stopped. <laughs> you know what I mean the first time I saw it no, that, no that's not true the first time I saw it I was like this is funny then I saw a second one and I was like this is okay and then the third one I saw I was like this is this needs to be over they playing with it you know what I mean but then they just kept going and kept going and kept going and I never brought it up to Rob and then he sent me one of the videos yesterday and I was like oh shit these motherfuckers are still around so you know they, they out here making music and uh, what, what was the name of the group uh, the Northern Boys. The Northern Boys. The newish, um, the newish, newish video is Party Time. I love drugs and sketchy pills, and my favorite ones are the ones that kill quickly. When I go, when my loved ones miss me, well, the answer is no. Yeah, and it's like how many bars? Because here's the other thing: can we, we see this? Is what I'm talking about? The copyright shit. Like I'm supposed to be able to satirize or criticize something. Right? It's like, I'm supposed to be able yeah. to play enough of the video for me to say something about it. Yeah, so, you, YouTube's YouTube's ability to properly apply fair use is dog shit. Right. 
So it's like I'm sitting here talking about something that I'm not allowed to show without giving my money to motherfuckers that didn't earn it. <laughs> right? That's wild to me. Anyway, um, maybe we can play a few seconds. I don't know, or play it in silence. I don't know what the fuck they want us to do. I'll drop. I'll drop. I'll drop a, a few bars in there, and I'll keep it under ten seconds and see if they get us for it. It's um, fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the the Northern Boys. Check them out. I would in an email or comment under this video. I would love to see what uh, what you think. By the way, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want your questions answered, you want your emails answered, email me at bs with brian simpson at gmail dot com. I will read. I read all those emails. Even if I don't reply, I'm gonna read it. Um, even if I don't um, talk, say your email on the on the podcast, I've read your email. And I try and I try to re- reply to them all on the podcast. Some of them are redundant. Also, don't send booking requests to this email. That's not what it's for. This is for my podcast listeners only. Um, um, okay. <clears throat> so boom, let's we can get a, we got time for a couple of articles. Um, oh well, let's keep it, let's keep with the theme. This article, the headline of this article is. Uh, YouTube's dislike and not interested buttons barely work, study finds. Yeah, of course. See, that's why, <clears throat> okay, before I read the article, I remember Rob and I were discussing this um, way back around like episode six or seven about <clears throat> telling people to like and subscribe because conventional wisdom in the YouTube community is that if you don't tell people to like and subscribe, then they won't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that that's true, uh, but but that's just my hunch. I don't have any data to back that up. But I do I do know for a fact that someone liking and subscribing your to your shit does not. Sh- so if you if you like this and subscribe to this, it's not going to necessarily tell you when it the next time I put a video up. In, in fact, like I'm I'm subs- I, on my personal YouTube, I'm subscribed to hundreds of things that they never show me they only show me the things that i have recently watched they don't they don't go out of their way to make sure i see the stuff that i'm subscribed to they show me the things that i've watched or the things related to those things that other people are watching but they never show me what i'm actually uh, what i actually want to see so I, i'm not i'm not surprised that they're telling us that the the, the, the dislike and not interested buttons barely work because again, you you could tell them that you're not interested in something, and they'll show, they'll literally show it to you five seconds later. <laughs> um, so let's see. The article says, um, even when users tell YouTube they aren't interested in certain types of videos, similar recommendations keep coming. A new study by Mozilla found using video recommendations data from more than twenty thousand YouTube users. Mozilla researchers found that buttons like not interested, dislike, and stop recommending channel and remove from watch history are largely ineffective at preventing similar content from being recommended. Even at their best, these buttons still allow through more than half the recommendations similar to what a user said they weren't interested in. At their worst, the buttons barely made a dent in blocking similar videos. To collect data from real videos and users, Mozilla researchers enlisted volunteers who used the foundation's Regrets Reporter, a browser extension that overlays a general stop recommending button to YouTube videos viewed by participants. On the back end, users were randomly assigned a group, so different signals were sent to YouTube each time they clicked the button placed by Mozilla. Dislike, not interested, don't recommend channel, remove from history, and a control group for whom no feedback was sent to the platform. Using data collected from over 500 million recommended videos, research assistants created over 44,000 pairs of videos, one rejected video, plus a video subsequently recommended by YouTube. Researchers then assess pairs themselves or use machine learning to decide whether the recommendation was too similar to the video a user rejected. Compared to the baseline control group, Sending the dislike and not interested signals were only marginally effective at preventing bad recommendations, preventing 12% of 11, 12% of 11% of bad recommendations, respectively. Don't recommend channel and remove from history buttons were slightly more effective. They prevented 43% and 29% of bad recommendations. But researchers say the tools offered by the platform are still inadequate for steering away unwanted content. Yeah, motherfucker. It's like if I say don't recommend, that mean a hundred percent. 
YouTube should respect the feedback users share about their experience, treating them as meaningful signals about how people want to spend their time on the platform. Researchers write, YouTube spokesperson Alina Hernandez says these behaviors are intentional. Whoa. These behaviors are intentional because the platform doesn't try to block all content related to a topic. But Hernandez criticized the report, saying it doesn't consider how YouTube's controls are designed. Well, you won't tell us, motherfucker. Importantly, (laughs) our controls do not filter out entire topics or viewpoints, as this could have negative effects for viewers, like creating echo chambers. Hernandez told The Verge, We welcome academic research on our platform, which is why we recently expanded data API access through our YouTube research program. Mozilla's report doesn't take into account how our systems actually work, and therefore it's difficult for us to glean many insights. Well, I think it doesn't take a genius to glean that if I say I don't want to see some shit, that I want you to stop showing it to me. Right. I think what 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 the fuck how how else is your system designed? That's 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 wild to me. That's a wild way to look at shit. You know. Meanwhile, I can't say Hobbit. You know, or I can't show why why were we talking about that rapper? Did they get banned from something? Which one? FN Mecca. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got they got dropped because they're not not real. That's not even a real person. It's It's not a real person. So who getting the money? The the two people who pretended like they programmed an AI when they really just animated a cartoon character. <laughs> oh man, man, oh man, oh man! They're like they're not taking they're not taking into a wait a minute that thing you said you never wanted to see. Yeah, we're showing it to you, sure, but but you got to understand how our shit is set up. <laughs> that's what they, that's what YouTube is saying. You just don't understand how it's designed. Well, I thought a button that said, don't show this to me, I thought it would do that. Yeah, you're right. Well, how, uh, how, 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 how we're such fools. We, mis- we misread the button that says dislike and don't show. Look, you, know, you just, just don't understand how, how the YouTube algorithm works. Oh, well right. then tell me, tell me how it works. Oh, no, 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 no. Just, we're not yeah, going to do like that. When, just like when I subscribe, I want to see that shit. Yeah, I, I have noticed a ton of that where... I'll be like, ah, man, I haven't seen anything from Shadowversity in a while. And I'll like go over to them. There's like eight new videos that right. I have not seen. Well, yeah, Rob, so you, did, you, you didn't understand when you click subscribe. That's not exactly, we, we didn't mean, like, it's not like a subscription subscription where, you know, every magazine comes to your house. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right, it's, no, it's not like that. Why would you think that? But, that, but, that's what I, but, that's, but that's what I'm talking about, like, there are things that I am am subscribed to, which you know, to be honest, they're mostly about fucking role playing games and comic books and heavy metal music and like art and technology. That's pretty much it. Yet I still get, Damn, dude. I I I, 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 still, I still I still get similar. I still get fucking PragerU and Ben Shapiro and political shit that I have zero interest. Well, my shit is in watching. Well, my subscriptions are very, very similar to yours, except I go with a little more misogyny in mine. Okay. But that's just so I can know how the enemy thinking, you know? <laughs> you, have to, you have to get your Kevin Samuels reps in. Right, R.I.P., right. R.I.P. Well, he's just hilarious to me. Well, that's the thing. I tend, unless I think the people I'm listening to, like, unless I think the personalities are straight up evil, I look at them as entertainment. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like... They're like heels, like the way, like the way you, the way yeah. you watch The Undertaker or, the, or, or, you know, Hollywood Hogan when he was when he wore all black. It's like you watch you watch them because they're awful, like Howard Stern, you know, like well, at least the old Howard mm. Stern or mm-hmm. young Howard Stern, depending on how you look at it. Anyway, I don't know, but uh, but I uh, yeah, I don't I don't get this. Anyway, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> to continue, besides YouTube, other platforms like TikTok and Instagram have introduced more and more feedback tools for users to train the algorithm, supposedly to show them relevant content. But users often complain that even when flagging that they don't want to see something, similar recommendations recommendations uh, persist. It's not always clear what different controls actually do. Mozilla researcher Becca Rick says, and platforms aren't transparent about how feedback is taken into account. I think that in the, in the case of YouTube, the platform is balancing user engagement with user satisfaction, which is ultimately a trade-off between recommending content that leads people to spend more time on the site and content the algorithm thinks people will like. Rick's told, well, that's right. not always true. It's also content that they think you won't like, so you'll spend more time, more time on the, on the platform. Well, I think that's, that, that's exactly what they're saying. Okay, they're saying yeah. that if they show you something that 
they they're they're trying they keep showing me Ben Shapiro because they want me to get mad and click on it and be like what's this fucking guy saying well was, you know? because you know what though because I bet I bet you that 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 they that they've come to the conclusion that most of the people that subscribe to the things you subscribe to secretly love watching Ben Shapiro that's probably true. You, you know, you understand what I'm saying. It's almost like it's almost like the ways where here's the truth. Most, most, most of the hardcore feminists that I've known fuck misogynists. You understand what I'm saying? Like they date they date people that they they date the type of men that they say shouldn't exist. It's it, it's like it's like there's a piece of you that wants you want to prove the other side wrong or like you're addicted to getting mad at what they say or I don't know I, I, I'm i not a psychologist but I'm just throwing shit at the wall here but there there it, it, the, I know that the behavior is real I just don't know what motivates it or what you know I don't know I don't know what the psychological process is but there's a piece of most people like you said you built different I think I'm built a little different as well um, but I think that most people unconsciously, they love putting a face to the villain. You know, they love mm-hmm. having a, spe- they don't, most people don't like, a, they don't like an ominous, you know, they or them, you know, except maybe conspiracy theorists or conspiracy people that are like, have the, whatever the brain disorder is, you know, that's conspiracy theory. But the vast majority of people, they want to have a person that is the enemy. You know, that's why they, that's why I don't, I don't know a single extreme liberal or conservative that doesn't know everything that the other side is up to. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like real or imagined. Right, right. Like I, cause I stopped being so into politics years ago for that very reason because it was like and now I talk to some of my friends and they like oh yeah and can you and can you and can you believe you know uh, Jesse Franklin I'm like who the fuck is that I was like <laughs> you don't know who that is like no what, what what's going on are they a senator no that's the dude that drove the cab with the, like okay well I'm I am i am sorry but 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 it's, right. I I I made a purposeful effort to try to remove myself from all the things telling me how to feel because it was fucking my with my emotions but anyway, um, I would love to know if, if we have any listeners that are that can that are more educated than me in the psychological phenomenon of being obsessed with your foes. Um, please clue me in, you know, and don't mention fascism because that we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to do a whole thing on that. Actually, no, Rob. You know what we got to do next week? We, we got to do it at some point. We have to make a whole video on how to secure your social media account. And I, I said I was going to do this before, but I swear to God, like if I get, if I get, I'm going to, I'm going to do this video once and for all and teach people about two factor authentication. Mm. You don't have to be a computer genius. I am not. You don't have to be a hacker. Most people are not. You just have to be like observant and just a little interested be- because cause it's, it's the reason why like I don't, I don't, if, if I see people don't have a password on their phone, I don't get in my phone number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because 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 it's it's at the point where like if you being sloppy about your security, you're you're also endangering the people that you're connected to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You have my address in your phone. You know what I mean? You 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 have other information that can compromise me, and you're not being responsible with it. And 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 it's not that hard. It really isn't. The the next time I get a message from somebody going, I was hacked. No, you aren't. You are not hacked. There's there, there's not a hacker that specifically targeted you. What it is is you've been using the same fucking password since middle school, just changing a couple of digits. That shit's on the dark web somewhere on a website, and someone just paid money for it. But Brian, I put a one and an exclamation point at the end of it. <laughs> I it know, said dude. it was a strong password. <laughs> and you know what? That's exactly how we secured uh, the nuclear football. You yeah. know? Yeah. We just <laughs> it's one two three four, and then every year we go. It's it's two two three four. You know, it's it's one of those things. So well, that, um, that's that's what's funny. Like you know who Captain Crunch is the 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 hack like the the real hacker like the old school right. hacker from the eighties. Um, he talked about that. Uh, 
about how like most most hacking is done like um the movie sneakers and not hackers oh where right, right. where it's mostly like uh no you just like grab a clipboard and you walk into a place and you get an id and then you just like check in the drawers and somebody's written down their password that's yeah. That's what hacking is. Yeah, hack, most hack most hacking is just finding out who's stupid, finding the weak the weak link in yep. the chain of security. That's, that's and it. Finding out what their fucking dog's name is and what year they were remember, born. Remember the biggest thing? A lot of people don't know this, but I, I very briefly worked at the Pentagon, um, and I remember I I, I again because I didn't follow the news and stuff like that, but I remember there was a there was a you, you weren't allowed. To bring any um, USB drives, you weren't allowed to plug any any anything into your computer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, that's a strange rule." I mean, obviously, I followed it. That's a strange rule. Um, but it turns out that decades ago, um, I don't know if it was the Russians or the Koreans or whatever, but they compromised a lot of systems because what they would do is they would just leave a USB drive at like a cafe. Or something that they knew that was near whatever they were trying to get into, and then somebody would go, "Oh shit, a free USB drive," and start using it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they wait for you to oh, go into amazing. your little government office and plug it in somewhere, and and and, and now the system's compromised. So it's like it's like that's that's what most hacking. Most most of the people that hack are not hackers. They're not writing code to infiltrate or penetrate your security. They you just let them in because you're lazy. Right. Or you think it's you think that it's complicated. So you don't even try to to, to secure your shit. And it's, it's really not that hard. In, in fact, yesterday, somebody tried to get into my um, somebody tried to log into my Microsoft account yesterday. Right. It was concerning. Right. When my flight landed, my flight landed. And for the first time ever, my flight was delayed on arrival. We, we landed and we couldn't get off the plane because they they couldn't figure out what was wrong with the deboarding thing. There was, a, mm-hmm. you know, the thing they attached to the plane for you to walk off the ramp. It was yeah, broken. Yeah. And it took them like maybe 45 minutes. Anyway, while I'm sitting there, I get a, I get a, I get a notification from my two, for my Microsoft 2FA thing. Like someone's trying to log in. Like what's the code or whatever. And I was like, fuck them. What yeah. happens is there, there is an issue where you have somebody like, let's say my dad who is a smart man, but he's very old and he's very technologically uh, obtuse. And when you force people to make more, like stronger passwords and stuff like that, they just give up. And then they you end up using something even less, uh, less secure because that way they can remember it when they have to log into all these different devices and stuff like that. Uh, it's a whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think um, I mean, but but there's a, there's also a solution to that problem. There are, there are password managers. Mm-hmm. There are, there are free ones. There are open source ones, and and that's actually what I use. I don't actually know any of my passwords except for the one that will get me into my password manager. And that yeah, and that is just that is just a long nonsensical sentence that doesn't make that wouldn't make sense to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's like Michael Max killed the Jolly Green um, pager. Nineteen seventy had a dream. You know what I mean, or something like that. Like, <laughs> it, it's like, it's just a long, nonsensical password that would not make sense to nobody, and that's all I have to remember to get into my shit. And then everything else is just it makes it makes it so much better. My passwords are all nonsense. They don't mean anything. They're random characters and digits and numbers and symbols and capital letters. And my password manager fills it all in, and it's connected to my phone and my computer. My anyway, I'm gonna do a whole video on this. We we, we should do a PSA for the internet because I, I don't think these are out there. At least I don't think there are any. <clears throat> I don't think there are people in in this weird because I don't even know if we would call this podcast comedy. Would we? It's comedy. Uh, it's comedy tainment or com- that, uh, at, at least edu- calling it edu- comedy tainment. gives us it gives us a little more leeway to be full right. of shit. This is edutainment, edu, edu, edutainment. Anyway, it's something like that. But I don't, I don't, I think, I don't, I think the sort of people that do that, the sort of people that would see the content that, uh, like like that, are not the sort of people that need to. 
you know, the, the people that are subscribed to all the tech blogs and the, all the all the computer security channels and all those sorts of things aren't just sort of like people like me that watch those things, you know, and, and people that primarily watch comedy aren't going to necessarily see those things. So I think me us making that video would probably inform a lot of motherfuckers on like you're not being hacked. And I'm going. I'm telling you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this video in the next couple of weeks, and I'm gonna put it out, and then that's it, that's it. You got one week, and after that, the, the next, if I get a private message about sunglasses, or Herbalife, or sharing an Andrew Tate video, like I'm gonna block you, and I'm gonna block <laughs> you on everything. I'm gonna block you. I'm gonna block you on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, on phone, email, and I'm gonna tell the doorman at the front of the, of the, of the building not to let your ass in. All that I'm a yeah, I'm a, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, and if, I'm a, I'm gonna get I'm gonna file a restraining order too. I'm gonna I'm I'm completely erase you out of my life. <laughs> You're gonna cancel them from your from the Brian Simpson yep, platform. Yep, I'm canceling you from Planet Brian. Point blank and simple. All right, um, I think that's a that, that's a that's a good stopping point. Yeah, call um, there. <clears throat> I'm gonna be at the DC Improv this weekend. Uh, f- Ooh, is it Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or just Friday and Saturday? So it's uh oh yeah, so it's it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the DC Improv. I believe all the VIP tickets are sold out already. There's still a few general admission tickets left, and obviously my family members that I already told not to wait to the last minute to ask me for tickets are now asking me for tickets. Um, but there's still a few tickets available for those of y'all that want to purchase them. Um, and what else? Homestead PA. Homestead. Oh yeah. So then I'm also going to be in, um, at the Pittsburgh improv, um, right after that, the following weekend, the 29th, 30th, uh, first and second. And oh, then I have a sweet, merciful break before we hit Cleveland, November 11th and 12th, and Raleigh, North Carolina, November 1st, 2nd, and uh, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and then Davenport, Iowa, December 10th. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Raleigh, North Carolina is November, no, it's December 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And then Davenport is the 10th. And that, that is the end of the tour for this year. So those are the last chances to come see your boy. Um, uh, anything we need to plug, Rob? Anything else? No, that's it. No, that's good. Time to be done. Right, yeah, we don't care how you uh, shave your balls anymore. That's a good news. Nope. Yeah, be on the lookout for this, for, this, for this password security video. Okay? Thank you all for listening. I'll see you all next week.